helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 Weekdays on Vision Christian Radio. Coming up today on The Story. Christians are uncomfortable with the idea of having conflict because we're Christians, aren't we? So we shouldn't have conflict. Now that's just a complete misconception. There's nothing ungodly about a conflict occurring. That's natural in human relationships. The, the question is, are our responses to the conflict helpful, constructive, godly, or are they unhelpful, destructive, and ungodly? The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, whenever human beings interact with each other, it seems almost inevitable that there'll be conflict. That is, there'll be different views on things or misunderstandings, any of a number of ways that feelings will get hurt. Bruce Burgess has had a lifelong conviction that as Christians, we should be able to handle conflicts better than others, and that by following biblical principles, peace and reconciliation is possible. To this end, he left his full-time position in the legal profession to help start a Christian organisation dedicated to helping people respond to conflicts in healthier ways. So, how did it work out? And has it been successful in helping people resolve their conflicts? We'll find out today as Bruce shares his story. Bruce is chatting with Eric Scatterbo. Welcome to the program, Bruce Burgess. Hi, Eric. How are you? Very good. Thank you for joining us. And you're joining us from Sydney, from the PeaceWise office. Is that right? That is correct. Surrounded by trees, birds, wind, and rain at the moment. Okay. So if we hear some external noises, we know why we're hearing that. Is that right? That's right. It'll be the external environment, not me making noises just to put you off. (laughs) Okay, thank you very much for that. So before we get started hearing your story, I just wanted to ask you about this whole topic of resolving conflicts. Has this always been something close to your heart? Well, I think the way I would answer that, Eric, is to say people have always been close to my heart. You know, I'm someone who really cares about relationships and the quality of relationships defines what life is like for Mm -hmm. us. And good relationships mean, you know, we're we're typically happy and bad, we can be very unhappy. So I wouldn't say that the whole topic of conflict was always a burning thing for me since childhood. I, I wouldn't say that. But as I grew older and saw the damaging impact of conflict on people, it became something I thought, oh, I wonder if God has something for me here. Okay, well, we'll find out how that outworks in your life as we hear your story. Let's find out where it all began. Where were you born and raised? So I was born in Sydney and have lived all my life in Sydney. Uh, 1963 I was born, uh, for anyone who can work out what the ages <laughs> are. And I'm one of, one of four kids and so, you know, grew up in a, a sort of, I guess, fairly normal household. And when did you become a Christian? Well, I became a Christian at a, a beach mission. Um, so my family had gone away on holidays to a, a holiday destination north of Sydney. And mm-hmm. uh, while we were there, you know, heard the message of Christianity and, and it really resonated with me. And then you grew as a Christian. Did you regularly attend church? I did. Yeah, I did all through my sort of childhood and teenage years. I attended a church and, um, you know, went away on camps and that sort of thing. And um, as I went to uni, went to the Christian group at uni as well. And then you eventually met your future wife, Helen? That's right. We met at uni. She's, she, she was a law, well, a law student as well. Both of us did both a, an arts degree and a law degree. Uh, I mean, I majored in French. She majored in English. French? What, why French? Well, it's the most beautiful romantic language in the world. And 
I think Spanish speakers might disagree with you. Here, here we have a conflict already. Uh. <laughs> Fantastic! Bring it, bring it on, Eric. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say we're both French and Spanish are Latin based, so oh, right, the right. Latin based languages are most beautiful. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, but why, why French? I just loved it. I, lo- I learned it at school, and then I studied it at, at uni, and I did an honors degree in French at uni. I actually wrote a thesis in French. Wow! A twenty-six thousand word thesis. On theatrical oui, oui. point of view, <laughs> exactement, c'est formidable. That's the, that's the extent of my French. <laughs> it, it, it's brilliant. That will get you far as oh, long, as, as, long as you you intend to say yes to the thing that you're uh, being asked. Yeah, and, it could be a problem if I disagreed. <laughs> well, that's right. Or they could say, "Well, you give me all your money and go wee wee." Well, then you're in trouble. <laughs> yes, that could be a problem. <laughs> Uh, but moving on, so French mm. and law, that's an interesting combination. So yeah. that's what you studied. And yeah. your wife, what did she study besides law? English was her major. So two budding lawyers at that time. That's right. That's right. We met in our, in, in, at law school and you know, then sort of dated. And uh, 1989, we got married. And so these days we have two young adult children. So obviously we live in a household free of conflict. <laughs> and other fantasies Bruce will share with us today. <laughs> oh, every parent knows that I'm yes. telling the truth. So, so you know, conflict resolution, it can be in theory, but you live in reality. You have, what, mm. not daily mm. conflicts, but from time to time, things come up as they do in families. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm, that you gives know, you I mean, that gives you an opportunity mm. to practice what you preach at your home. And mm-hmm. uh, are your kids happy with how you resolve all the conflicts there? <laughs> Is that a loaded question? <laughs> I mean, maybe we should just move uh, along. <laughs> they might no, be listening. No, 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 no. Let's stay with the question. Okay. This, this, right. It's a really good question. Okay. Um, oh, good. So, look, human beings disagree about all kinds of things. And, yep. you know, adult human beings disagree with children. Yep. And, uh, you know, now our, our children are, as I said, young, young adults. We had a lot more conflict with our children when they were younger than we do now. And they definitely didn't always agree with how Helen and I suggested we approach conflict. But having said that, there are things that we learnt together as a family that did make a massive difference to how we got through those conflicts and how we get through them now. And, you know, I guess one of the things that made a big difference was learning how to give a good apology and Mm -hmm. learning about forgiveness. And so, you know, you and I know that one of the human tendencies when we do something wrong is to play it down or pretend it didn't happen. No, no, I never do that. that No, what are you saying? No, well, you're obviously a perfect human being. Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I feel privileged to be <laughs> spoken to by you. But uh, and then there's but, well, Let me just yeah, give you. Yeah, a, I, I get your point. Yeah. Well, let me give you a real practical example. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to talk like you now. A real practical example. Oh, good on you. Uh, so, when Lachlan, our our first child, was was very young, he, he'd just only recently be, been born. Um, Helen was going to a mother's group lunch to show where all the mothers would come and show off their babies. And I, I was at Bible college at the time. And I got one of those phone calls that every man dreads receiving. And the phone rang, my mobile rang, and Helen said, Hun, uh, you don't happen to have my keys, do you? 
Now, that's the moment where your heart sinks and you think, oh, please, please, God, please let me not have her keys as well as my own keys. Hmm. But I look in my bag and sure enough, there are both sets of keys. So the problem with that is that then she doesn't have keys to drive the car. Right. To get to the mother's the, the mother's group lunch. So you somehow so, accidentally grab both? Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. I had my own keys and I accidentally grabbed hers. Mm-hmm. So this is an accidental conflict. And I'll just note in passing, many conflicts happen not because people intend to fight with other people, but mm-hmm. because we do something which has unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. So Helen is now having to call a cab, a taxi, to be able to get to the lunch. So she calls and she asks them to bring a baby capsule so that she can actually safely go there with Lachlan. The, ca- the cab arrives and doesn't have a baby capsule. Oh. Meanwhile, time is ticking. Yeah. So then she has to ring back to get another cab sent and eventually by the time the second cab comes, uh, it's like you know three-quarters of an hour late. Uh, she's hot and bothered. Lachlan has gone from being a happy, pleasant baby to an unhappy, screaming baby. Oh, no. And she, goes and, she, and she goes and has the lunch, and it's nothing like the beautiful, happy experience that she wanted. Mm. So I have caused that conflict through my own mistake. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Helen, when I get home, she was so upset, rightly so. Yeah. And so in that circumstance, a lot of times what we might do when we've caused someone pain is – try and, you know, justify it or minimize it or pretend it didn't happen or whatever we can do to avoid doing the one thing that really will make a difference, which is to give a good apology. And mm-hmm. so uh, I, I'd learned principles of how to give a good apology. And so I, I you know, I didn't use if, but, and maybe. I, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, justify it or explain I was tired or that I was distracted or whatever. I just owned it. And I, I said how deeply, deeply sorry I was and asked her to forgive me, explained that I could see how hurtful it was and that it had ruined her good experience. And um, whilst it didn't make the experience any different, it did change the way she felt about what I had done. And she was able to very kindly and graciously forgive me. So mm. there are some principles which are on the Peace Wise website about how to give a good apology. And, you know, very simple, address everyone involved, avoid if, but, and maybe, Hmm. admit specifically what you've done wrong, acknowledge the hurt, accept the consequences, alter your behavior and ask for forgiveness. Now, that might sound like a formula. It's not a formula, but it is a set of principles which if you apply when you've done something wrong and hurt someone will make a real difference. Mm -hmm. And so within our family, that has become a sort of framework that we use when we hurt each other. Hmm. And that's fantastic because it means we, we keep a short record of wrongs. It can be confronting for you as a parent. You know, you asked earlier on, do they, do they always agree with our way of dealing with conflict? Yeah. What they are very good at is bringing back to you the principles you've taught them when you don't <laughs> use them to say. <laughs> yes, that's unfortunate. Say, Dad, I, I, I really I, I really don't think that was a very good apology, Dad. You know, there was a big but, <laughs> you big call that but an in apology? the middle of there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. I'd say, you know, Dad, honestly, are you are you acknowledging the hurt here? Um, and, and you know, wow. I, I mean, you, yeah. And, when you and, got into this, did and, you realize what you were doing to yourself? <laughs> 
<laughs> and so, you know, that can be quite confronting when you're yeah. in the middle of being a righteous parent and yeah. a child corrects you on the deficiencies of your apology. Oh, man. However, however, when you take a step back from it, you think, actually, I should be profoundly happy for this because if that's one thing that I've taught them, then they will be able to take that with them for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's going to impact their relationships because good apologies are, are just about the number one thing that we can do to help uh, have mm. restored relationships when we've hurt yeah. someone. And, you know, the flip side of it is learning how to, how to forgive and what that looks like as well. Um, so they haven't always agreed with the way we've approached dealing with conflict situations and, you know, most of the time, I'm sure we've been right and they've been wrong. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, what I would what, say What are their numbers? Let me give them a phone call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll probably be calling in themselves now. So. <laughs> but, uh, but, but what I would say is that, you know, learning these principles and sharing them as a family has made a difference mm-hmm. to how I am as a father and how I am as a husband. And I, I feel I, I listen better and I'm... I'm more open to working something through constructively and and restoring what's been broken than just sort of powering on and, you know, insisting that I'm always right. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with Bruce Burgess. He's the founding director of PeaceWise, a Christian organisation dedicated to helping people respond to conflicts in healthy ways, based on biblical principles. We'll hear more of Bruce's story and more insights into resolving conflicts when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Our guest today is Bruce Burgess, the founding director of PeaceWise, a ministry that seeks to find Christian solutions to conflicts. Bruce is sharing his story and insights into solving conflicts that he learned over the years. Now, here's more of Bruce's conversation with Eric Scatterbo. Now, obviously, there are many complicated things about conflict resolution, which is mm. why you have a whole organization and full training days on them. But also, mm. on the other hand, there's some things that are just very simple about it. Mm. Going back mm. to your example you were wrong, you admitted you were wrong. And we were sincerely apologetic about the pain and the discomfort that you caused. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's something that we can just do reflexively. Like when you're wrong, just admit it. Don't try to make excuses. I mean, am I on the right track here? Absolutely, absolutely. Whereas our pride and the way that society teaches us to respond to situations like that that's a countercultural response. Hmm. Most of the time, if we um, if we hurt someone, we don't respond that way. And so, learning that actually that's not a weak response; that's a strong response mm-hmm. to admit you're wrong. Yeah, and that's a response that says, "I care more about the relationship than maintaining an attitude of I'm right and you're mm-hmm. wrong." I think there was a title of a marriage book 
I've never seen it, but I heard it exist. That was, you can be right or you can be married. <laughs> <laughs> I am that? not going there, Eric. Uh, no, 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 no. Nice, nice invitation for me to jump, jump off a cliff and I am not going there. <laughs> but you take the point that, you know, if we're all into I'm right, uh, yeah, you, you can be right, but you can be very lonely. But in mm. owning your own part. In, and, and the thing is, in this illustration that you gave, I mean, you were completely wrong. It was not Correct. kind of uh, like you might have did a little bit. And so often in conflicts, we contributed to it, but it wasn't 100% our fault. And I think that's where it gets yeah. a little bit more complicated because yeah. we don't want to admit our part of it, even if it was only 10%. We just want to focus on yeah. their 90 or whatever they did. Is that kind of the, the human defensive mechanism? That's right, because, you know, we, we will always downplay our contribution and upscale their contribution. And if we've convinced ourselves that their contribution is more than ours, then we'll say, well, you know, therefore they should go first. And uh, that's not actually what God calls us to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a passage in the Bible that says, you know, if you're, if you're offering your gift to God, if you're, you know, basically if you're worshipping him and you realise that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there and go and be reconciled to them. Mm-hmm. And so what it's saying is God cares so much about relationships that he wants you to take the first step to restore a relationship and, it, and that that's going to impact your worship. And, and it's even, you know, of such high priority that he says, go and deal with that first and then you'll be in a, a right mm-hmm. mind to come and worship me. And so, yeah, God's word never says, if the other person is more responsible than you, you can do nothing. It, it actually says yeah. in a verse. It says, yeah. you know, you know. There's an, another verse. This is from the Book of Romans, uh, chapter twelve, verse eighteen. It says, "If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone." Mm. Yeah. And so it recognizes that we can't live at peace with everyone. There are some people that we may not be able to be at peace with. But as far as it depends on you, mm-hmm. then. To that extent, pursue peace, mm-hmm. seek to be at peace, seek to be a peacemaker. And so, yeah, having a having a little framework that you can use, um, I mean, one of the reasons that people run away from these kind of situations is because they've got no clue what mm. to do. They're yeah. scared as all heck that if they have the conversation, it's just going to go completely pear-shaped, the other person's going to attack them, they're going to be lost for words, and it's going to be a disaster. So... That is one of the fundamental reasons that we actually do teach these principles so that people have a really simple framework for, okay, I do have some idea of how I could have this kind of conversation. I mean, you know, it was interesting in the pre-chat we were talking and you said, you know, you've done the the training with your wife and, um, you know, one of your reflections was something that we've heard literally hundreds of times over the years as people have come to our training and that was, if only I'd known this stuff earlier, if oh, only yeah. I'd known yeah. this stuff earlier in my life, think mm-hmm. of how that would have helped me to deal with challenging situations and relationships and etc. And so we're trying to teach people principles that they can use for their whole life. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very simple framework. You start with God. How can I please and honor God in this situation? Invite him to help. How can I look at my own contribution and uh, apologize, deal with that? Well, how can I have a 
a constructive conversation with the other person. So we've gone from God to me to then you. How do I talk to you? Because as you said earlier, it's rarely the case that someone is 100% responsible like I was in that situation. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, most of the time when there's a broken relationship, each person has contributed something. Right. And right. then the fourth part is, well, how do I negotiate through the issues and how do, how do we res- forgive each other and, and have a restored relationship? So, yeah, that's what we would do in a first day of training is teach you that framework so that mm-hmm. you actually have something you can use in any situation, whether it's a, a, a marriage situation or with your kids or at work or at church or in a club that you belong to or any kind of situation so that you have a, a one framework that you can apply um, based on you know the wisdom in God's Word. Now, getting back to your story, we neglected to say that. Obviously, your wife is a Christian. She was a Christian when you met? Yep, yep, yep. We actually met, believe it or not, in a group called Christians at Law School. So obviously you had a Christian marriage and agreed that conflict resolution was important right from the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, like many couples, we did, you know, pre-marriage preparation and and one of the topics was how do we deal with conflict well. Um, Later on we we did the the alpha marriage course and Mm -hmm. conflict was a topic with that as well. And so, you know, and Helen's done a whole bunch of piecewise training as well. and so, yeah, we're, we're very much on the same page that, that this framework is something that helps us because, you know, many people just think of conflict as an automatic disaster. And, mm. you know, I guess we've agreed that we're not going to be a couple that keeps a record of wrongs or, you know, if there are things that trouble us that we will talk about them. And, you know, you remember you said earlier in the conversation, yeah, there, obviously there's a whole bunch of principles to learn, but there's also some things that are really simple. Yeah, yeah. And one of the simplest and most important things is if there is conflict, it will not get better by not dealing with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the typical responses is just an escape response. We just, you know, run from it, deny it, don't talk about it, silent, whatever. But having the courage to make it part of your relationship that if there are issues, you will talk about them is only going to be beneficial for the relationship over the short, medium, and long term. So I would encourage anyone who's listening to this to think, oh, but I just I just can't go there. It's too hard. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe do get some help, you know, talk to someone about how you might have the conversation, maybe someone who's done some training uh, or just a friend that you trust. Uh, but I, I would encourage you rather than simply going, I can never go there, it, it's just always going to be bad to to seek to think, well, with God's help, maybe with a little bit of help from others, I can try mm-hmm. and I can try and, you know, engage. And another misconception that you often hear is, oh, we have a good relationship. We never fight. We never argue. We never have any <laughs> conflicts. Now, yeah. that tells me that's a couple that probably isn't talking to each other. <laughs> Come on, you're going to have different views on things. So that's kind of an unrealistic expectation to think that you're never going to have conflicts. Well, that's just not true. Yeah. It's, it's, It's simply not true. I mean, we hear that in two contexts. We hear that in the context uh, typically of people who've grown up in a family where the, the sort of unwritten code was, if we have disagreement, we won't talk about it, you know, and we won't deal with it. It will just be unspoken. What that does is it pushes things down so that especially in families, there are often long-term hurts that go back 
even decades. And it just becomes this wound that comes with you to the table. You know, you have a family function, you have, you, you have Christmas and you bring this long-term wound and it has its own table mm. or it has its own seat at the table. Mm. Um, so it's a fiction to say that we don't have conflict. Uh, it's, it's more that there are things that we don't talk about because we don't know how. Um, the other place where that appears is churches where we say, oh, yes, we have no conflict in our church. And that's often because Christians are uncomfortable with the idea of having conflict because we're Christian, aren't we? So we yeah. shouldn't have conflict. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just a complete misconception. There's nothing ungodly about a conflict occurring. That's natural in mm-hmm. human relationships because yeah. of differences of all, you know, we, we have all kinds of differences that mean conflict will occur on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. The, the question is, are our responses to the conflict helpful, constructive, godly, or are they unhelpful, destructive, and ungodly? And so the church that says we don't have any conflict in our church, again, is is presenting an unreal situation and, mm-hmm. and actually putting huge pressure on the people within that church because here's the rule, we don't have conflict, right? Mm, yeah. Now, that's just not healthy. We teach the reverse, that actually a healthy church is a community where people recognize the reality of conflict occurring, but have learnt principles and ways of dealing with it that are constructive and healthy. Well, that was part one of Eric Scadabo's three-part conversation with Bruce Burgess, the founding director of PeaceWise, an organisation dedicated to helping people resolve conflicts in healthy ways based on Christian principles. We invite you to join us again next time when we'll hear more of Bruce's story and also some of the story of how PeaceWise came into being. All that and more is coming up next time. Meanwhile, to learn more about PeaceWise and to look up information on good conflict resolution, you can go to the PeaceWise website. It's simply peacewise.org.au. Once again, that's peacewise.org.au. Finally, we'll end today with an appropriate Bible verse given today's topic. It's Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, where Jesus says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. So as Christians, we're not only called to strive for peace, but we know the Lord will bless our efforts as well. That's good news for all of us. Well, thanks for joining us for part one of Bruce Burgess's story. Until next time, when we'll hear part two, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. My boss said, Bruce, while you're away, I want you to think about the three legal teams that are coming together as one. I want you to think about who we should make redundant because you know some people are going to need to go. As I prayed and as I journaled, I thought, actually, I think, God, you're calling me out of practicing full-time as a lawyer to go to Bible college. And with those thoughts in mind, I came back to my boss. I said, the good news is that I've thought of who we can make redundant and the bad news is... I think it should be me. Bruce Burgess joins us once again to share how he, along with a group of like-minded Christians, began a ministry dedicated to helping people resolve conflicts in healthy ways based on biblical principles. That's Bruce Burgess, the founding director of PeaceWise, sharing more of his story next time. The Story. Just another way vision is helping you look to God daily. 